What's up, Mike? How you doing? What's up, man? Just us two, huh? I like the haircut. I like the line. The line in it. You look like you're you're about to sign a contract. Like you're trying to attract the team. Serie team or Serie Due? Is that for like Pogba? Pogba does the lines in his. You're wearing black and white, and you got a line. I am getting excited. Uh, you know, it's for the good of the league if Pogba does come. <laughs> for so. the good of the league. Yeah, it'll be great for Serie if he does come. So maybe I got a little excited. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. How you been? Good, man. How about you? Good. I'm. Uh, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. We got a lot to talk about. We yeah. uh, we want to do a podcast just you and I. The it's so weird the transfer market. Like we'll talk about transfer market. We'll talk about Italy, obviously in the Nations League. Some good, some bad. Uh, but honestly, I'm so bored by the transfer market right now. It's I've I've completely shifted because a couple of years ago, I would want to eat up every single piece of news and mm. always be informed. And now. Every time I'm watching, I'm like, it's the same thing over and over again, just repeated. It reminds me of like the boy that who cried wolf. You believe in the first time, and then the third, fourth time, you're like, okay, what's going on here? You know? I know. There's just, I think there's too much, too many voices. Like everyone yeah. is tweeting the same exact news like 50 times, so it feels like it's so more redundant. than anything. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, so I've kind of just like checked out. Like I almost don't even check anymore until we get to a serious point, which is like weird. How about you? I, over the years, obviously, it's going to wear you down a little bit, you know? But, yeah, all that regurgitated news, recycled all day, every day. Pretty much the same stuff, just reformatted, changing different words. So, it definitely takes a toll on you, and it's not as exciting. It's not as magical as it once was in the earlier years, I think. It makes me appreciate football, though. Like, I just want to I want to watch games more than anything. Yeah. More than just, like, you know... Uh, the the transfer market for for me that's what I enjoy. I mean these players now they're finally getting a break. There's been so much criticism on the Nations League because these guys just had a long season. Now they had to play four straight games in what was it in ten, ten days. days or something like that. Did so, you see Modric? What oh he said? yeah, yeah. Modric it's inhumane. Modric was Nations bad. League. Yeah, yeah. I'm was. I'm actually I'm with him. Like the last match that Italy played. The players were dead yeah. tired. Yeah, they had zero book, motivation. Yeah. Can you imagine doing such a long season with all the traveling, all the changes, and then they add on this competition that they're trying? It, it's a little bit above a friendly, but at the end of the day, let's not like try to compare. I, I see everyone's like on two sides. Either you think the Nations yeah. League is like great, it's some competition that you want to win. Mm. For me, it's just like kind of like, oh, all right, I'm going to watch it just because it's my team playing, but there's no way that I would celebrate a trophy. Yeah, I mean. Even though it's not a, a real trophy, you know, it's still something, I think. And there's still a lot of good teams playing each other. I mean, Greece won four out of their four games, so I'm ecstatic. So I was happy, <laughs> happy for the they Nations League. Uh, Italy had the toughest group, uh, not arguably, definitely, out of all the teams. And there was pros and cons on that, I think, overall, right? The one good thing that I liked, I like some of the players that Mancini has selected. You know, Gionto, uh, he, he popped out, Gionto, yeah, right, out of nowhere. Yeah. He had that 15 minutes in the match where the internet exploded. Like messy. Then everyone calmed down. <laughs> you know, he's 18 years old. We need to give him some time. I've seen some good things from him, some signs. I mean, not ready to go crazy and say he's, mm. you know, a savior of the team. And then, you know, we had other young players, and he's not so young, but new, I would say new faces, which was like Lorenzo Pellegrini, who for me, like, I always want to see him play he now. Good. He was so good and so dynamic. I think character-wise, he stepped up for Roma this year. And he's kind of like that added piece that we need, especially going forward. So there's been some good players like Tonali too, getting into the into the side. But then 
we're still at our old uh, adage where we can't score goals, and we realize that it's not just the number nine that we're we're missing. Yeah, it is. It is a strange thing. I mean, Mancini even came out afterwards and said after the the heavy defeat against Germany, and he said that you know this is they're, they're still trying out a lot of players as we've seen, like you were saying, Nyonto Cancellieri was playing. Gatti also came in. Gatti looked him. good. He didn't look bad at all. He did not look bad for a guy that's been playing in so, City of B. Spinazzolo also getting his feet wet after so long for being out. So yeah. They weren't. He didn't play the best eleven that Italy had, but it was more of testing out the new players, seeing the older players how they gel with Bonucci and Chiellini out the door. They got to test out new center back partnerships, whether it be Mancini and Bastoni or Bastoni and Gatti. It's still or Acerbi who's been thrown into. Acerbi so there's a lot of belongs nowhere yeah. near that. And he's, even Mancini for me, guy. I don't like. I'm not big on on Mancini. So who do you put for your center back? I want to. I want to see Gatti and Bastoni develop a relationship and see if they can become mm. something. Because I mean that's what we need to go towards. Either way, we need we need to look towards the future. So these games are good for that. They're yeah. good to be like a little bit more competitive. You're playing against Germany. You're playing against England. You're playing against Hungary, who's at the top of the group. Correct. That's a good part. We just need to keep moving around things a little bit more with Mancini. And for a couple of matches, I did feel a little bit more enthusiasm, like a little bit more excitement than I had been feeling prior. But at the end of the day, when once I saw. Italy against Germany, and I saw the team was just dead tired. It, it kind of sucked my motivation out of it, too, and I, I wasn't enjoying it. I mean, considering that the first three games, they drew against Germany, which was, you know, a lot of people were very happy with that, obviously. They beat Hungary, a very tough Hungary, who we know are top of the group, and tied with England with uh, Gatti and Acerbi starting. So there were some good signs. Other than the last game, like you were saying, it seemed like they didn't want to be there. Like, they had their tickets booked to their vacation and stuff like that. But just looking at the table quickly... Italy right now sit in third place, three points above England, who are last place. Are you surprised by that? How, how do you feel overall on that? <laughs> Hungary is in first place. Yes, I am very surprised by that. I never would have expected them to. Maybe not. Okay, but just the position-wise, are you surprised where Italy's in third? Or I mean, yes. Um, I, I what think did that you we, expect? We, we could. We could. I, I felt like based on some of the matches that we played, we could have been higher. We, we could have done a little bit more to be in second. But I don't take it that seriously. For me, it's just more so like, can we see some pillars on what we have to be able to build on? And I sort of feel a little bit upset just because some of the young players that are playing right now, I wish Mancini would have given them their shot when we were qualifying yeah. for the World Cup to bring this added motivation. So it's, it's kind of like both. I am enjoying to see some of the players, but then... I think, why weren't we doing this prior? And that's where I get a little bit annoyed. Yeah, I get what you're saying for them. But I I think the problem with Mancini is he wanted to keep that squad that won the Euros. So and a lot of people were saying it's easier to say, oh, you know, throwing Mancini under the bus. A lot of people were saying, yeah, keep the squad. They know how to win. They did this. But now everyone's, everyone's blaming Mancini for all this. Not saying he doesn't deserve any blame, but I get his side of the story. Because if he did change it and, it and Italy didn't qualify, they're going to be like, why didn't you play the winning squad? So there's always going to be... There's balance between the two. There is balance. When we're tying against Northern Ireland and, you know, it, you could have changed things up. You didn't have to stick to the men who have won you the Euros. It just, I see both sides. So, and I do see... Uh, Whatever. Criticism on, on both Whatever. sides regardless. But right I don't now, take Mancini, this competition that seriously. Yeah, it's more so to see what what will Italy mm -hmm. actually do. Do we have the talents at our disposal? And personally, I think we do. Do you think now with this Mancini 
experimental stuff. What do you think? Do you think this says anything, or it's just like whatever, glorified, glorified friendly? And Mancini's actually trying to incorporate some youth, some newer players, and he's the future to bring that Zuri forward. Well, obviously, yeah, it has to be Mancini. There's we already committed to this. Mm -hmm. He just needs to not be, in my opinion, so stubborn on. I only can play a 4-3-3. I only can play this exact style because at the end of the day, you have to adapt to the players that we have and not be so rigid in the approach. I know it worked for us, but what worked for us in the past doesn't necessarily mean it'll work for us in the future. But there's no other coach out there that I would take over Mancini at this point that's actually available. So we go forward with him. And hopefully, okay. you know, some of these young kids, some of the kids that we don't expect can come back and... Uh, eventually, when Chiesa comes, I think that it definitely changes the rest of our squad and we'll have something going forward. So, good times. Mm. Let's talk about the transfer market. That's what everybody wants to talk about. You want to talk, before we talk about transfer market, we do want to talk about our exclusive partner for this season. It's been an incredible season, I think, right, Marco? It has been. Uh, a lot of drama the past three seasons, three different Serie A winners. True. I think that's True. great. No other no other league has done it the, uh, the past three seasons. I like we want to thank Paramount Plus, of course. We're watching not just Serie A, not just Copa Italia, the Supercopa, but the European competitions. It was such, an, uh, such a, fu a fun season overall. There's so many highs and lows and unexpected question marks throughout the season, but it was definitely great. We got the link in the description to check it out because I think next year we're going to see a lot more competition. What do you think? I mean, just think about how good this season was. And it's yeah. leading up to, it's kind of like, a you know, you watch like a really good series on TV and it leaves you on like a cliffhanger episode, you know, on the mm. final episode of like, what's going to happen next year? A There's sequel, the revenge right? of Inter, yeah. who we thought was going to win. The underdog Milan came through and won. Then there's a sleeping giant of Juventus who wants to make all these signings to win right now. It is leading up to be one of, to be an even better season than last year, which is a very high standard. And I think when you see what some of the teams are doing on the transfer market, like Roma, who I'm, I'm, I know we're, we didn't talk about it yet, mm. but I think they're one of the teams that are going to make it so difficult for a top four spot this season. And then the young teams that are coming up, like Monza, who are trying to make big signings, they're trying to lay their mark. So it's an exciting year. And thanks to Paramount Plus, CBS, who are our title sponsors of the IFTV podcast, they're supporting us. Guys, make sure you go and do it. And you know what's unbelievable to me? It's $5 a month. I know we said, like, it's if you go for 12 months, you get it. Yeah, they pay you Whatever basically. it is. <laughs> what, that is not accurate. That is not true. Whatever guys, it is. I'm messing around. But I was, I was talking to some friends in Italy, and they were telling me what they have to spend to watch Serie A in it's Italy. Insane, right? It's 30 to 40 euros, euros, and you don't even get everything. And you don't get three devices wherever you are. That is absurd. We are so, and you don't get Champions League European as well. Competitions. There is so much to offer. So make sure uh, download Paramount Plus, subscribe to it. Easy, 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 no brainer. Transfer yeah. is Mike. Let's go to trend. There's a lot go. of transfers. I'm go excited. On. I'm letting you lead. You're letting me lead. lead but go Do for high. Go for top level. We're going top first. Yes. yes. Oh boy. No messing around, Mike. Okay. I mean, what do you want to talk about? We were talking about. What are you interested? Look at me. Look me in the eye. Forget about you know, what's okay. on your notes. Forget what's on your notes. What is Michael Kintaris interested in that's happening in the transfer To be honest, right the, the biggest me. thing that I've been interested in was his Dybala saga. Okay. Just in general. You just like the I, drama. I like You're the, one of those guys, I like Mike. the drama just because there's like intertwines, not just cultural, just like 
reality TV almost. Ah, you know what I'm saying? Those. No, I actually don't watch. What kind of reality I, TV you like? Then? I really don't watch reality, but I, like I, I love the drama kind of, of it. <laughs> no, I actually don't watch, but I love the drama how first it was Hakan <laughs> that left Milan to go to Inter. Now it's Dybala that's, that's leaving Juve to go to Inter. I, I just find it mind-boggling to me how all these, all these players are leaving to go to Inter, trying to build something over there. And, you know, a lot of so-called number 10, so-called vice captain or captains leaving to go over there. It just, so Antonio was so right about you. You're a potster. That's what you enjoy. I just, to be honest, I when you, in the beginning, the past couple of months, I was like, no, Dybala's not going to go. Dybala's not going to go. And now, you know, he's right there. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. I, I just, I couldn't fathom him going there. Uh, just like I couldn't fathom Iguain going to Juventus from Napoli. There's just like... Let's peel this onion. It just, Let's peel it. It's just crazy to me, to be the honest. Late, the latest reports yeah. are saying that Dybala is going to end up joining Inter mm. one way or another for whatever the fees are. Six million. They're talking about a couple different numbers. Whatever it is. It's a weird situation because there's two sets of... There's, there's two things to dissect from this. I think Dybala got into a situation as well for him where... We didn't see a crazy number of offers as we probably would have expected from Dybala, right? We didn't see mm-hmm. offers from abroad. We didn't see huge English Premier League teams coming after him. We know Roma was one of the squads interested. Yeah. But Dybala, for me, is a player that has to play in the Champions League, and that's his level. So going to Inter, if you take away the jersey color and the team, makes sense, right? Because they're a team that will play the type of style that he wants. There he knows you know Beppe Marotta well, and he loves Italy. That's been pretty clear that he loves to stay in Italy. Yeah, he wants to stay. Of course, there's the aspect that he's going from Juventus to Inter, which is wild in of in and of itself because he was seen as the next Del Piero. Exactly. He was seen as the flag bearer for the team. That's why it's crazy. Which is yeah, it's wild. But uh, I, I think for Inter's perspective, it makes so much sense. Oh yeah, I do really like this move for them. I know. The injuries that Dybala has, and that's one thing that we can't really speak about. We don't know how he is physically, even though he has mismatches. Many. But the player that he is for Inter to take that next step, that leap in quality, I think that Dybala is such a great player. And if they can get the best out of him, if he can stay healthy, he definitely has a chip on his shoulder where he wants to prove Juventus. You guys didn't even offer me a contract renewal because in the end, that's what they did. Yeah. They made the decision to not even make him an offer at the final stages. They retracted their one from October. Now he says, oh, you made a mistake. Look what I can do. Look what I still have inside of me. Mm-hmm. So they're getting a very motivated player who on his day with the ball at his feet is the most talented player in Serie A, in my opinion. One of, yeah. My only thing is you know, how the balance will work between Lautaro, Lukaku, yeah, Dybala. How those three work, if that is the trio, because I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I don't think that they could all play together. But I'm not in Zaghi. And if you can figure out, that's amazing. But from Inter's perspective, this makes a lot of sense. Now, be honest. Is, do you think... Take a guess. Do you think there's going to be a... Uh, he's going to be a flop or he's no. not going to be a flop? No. I think Dybala is going to be really good at Inter. Really? I do. Yes. I do. I said that I think... But it's what's going to change so, from in, the only difference okay. is the injuries. What's going to change? That's from? not that's not true. A, a even big one. even There's I think Inzaghi's one. style of play fits. It's a little bit more attacking. It's a little bit more free flowing. It's not that Allegri approach of like you have to be here. Where under under Allegri, we saw DiBala in weird positions, positions very deep into the that's pitch true. in the midfield. When he played under Sarri, I thought he, that he excelled 
I thought he did a lot better because he was closer to goal. Mm. Inzaghi has a little bit of a different approach, which I think will help him in the long run. I also said that it's it's not about right or wrong for Juventus, right? Because I see everyone wants to put a blame on either way. Juventus made a decision. They did not want Paulo Dybala anymore. A business decision. They want to make a they want to play a 4-3-3, and he doesn't fit the 4-3-3 as Allegri wishes. So they made a decision either way. For me, Dybala is always a player that you fit into a team, but it didn't work for Juventus. And that's the one other little thing that I want to say because I see people, and I got on this Twitter debate. I don't know if you saw, but it went crazy when I tweeted it. Everyone was commenting, oh, Dybala is accepting a lower fee to join Inter, a lower contract than what he wanted at Juventus. So Juventus made him an offer that he accepted back in October. And they changed it. They waited around. The agent pushed this. They said Juventus for tax reasons. They wanted to account it in a different way. Once Juventus signed Dusan Vlahovic, Dusan Vlahovic in January, their plans changed. Arriva Bene, CEO of Juventus, said, once we got him, Dybala is no longer at the center of the project. And he quoted saying, we didn't even make Dybala an offer to renew because it would have been way too low and we didn't want to disrespect him. AKA, we don't want Dybala. That's the that's decision yeah. Juventus took. It's not that Dybala went to Inter to accept a lower number. Juventus said, we don't want you. You're out of the project. It is to be seen if that is a terrible move from Juventus, if they will regret it or not. But that's the situation as it is. But, okay, a lot of people are overplaying this whole Dybala, center of the project. How can you be a center of the project if you're not there most of the games? He's I not think at the center of the project. But that's I'm what sa- they said. I know, but say, that's kind of assuming, like, as if before Vlaovic was center of the project. He was, but... but it, you know the point, the point is that he was not going to be. Like, mm-hmm. it was always, Dybala was always the guy that you, he was the reference point. He was the one that you would look towards on how are they going to score goals? How are they going to create chances? Used whether he was there though. or not. Whether he was there or not. The whole point is that it, you're just, you're getting caught up in the wording of, of this. The point is that Dybala was not part of Juventus' plans. Period. That's it. Hmm. Yeah, to me, I think th- there was a deeper falling even before this just because his inconsistency in appearances for the thing. Yes, he's talented. When he, but then he also has those games that he goes invisible. But then you can also argue that's him recovering from injury or he needed more minutes on his feet to keep it going. Let's talk about Lukaku. So there was a Too lot of stuff for that. Yeah, we did talk a lot about Dybala. But it is going to happen, and I, I'm really excited to see how he's going to be playing, and especially the Derby d'Italia. Oh my I'm gosh. never missing that. If it didn't. Dude, Need, I'm not blinking that game. That's all I'm saying. If it didn't have any more hatred to it, <sighs> then you add uh, the number 10, who was at times the captain of Juventus when saying. Chiellini wasn't there, joining Inter. That that drama is pretty fun. If he that scores, I want to see fun. what's going to happen. It will be, it's going to be a riot. There's going to be a, many fires. It's going to be a riot. Wherever it is. Lukaku, the latest, I was just listening to Sky. They said that Inter offered $5 million plus $2 million in bonuses for a loan. So they're at like $7 million. Chelsea's pretty close. They're at like 10 to 15 million. This one's probably going to happen. Yeah. Lukaku, after being sold for over 100 million That's last crazy. summer to Chelsea, is going to return to Inter. <laughs> Marotta's a genius, bro. Marotta had this <laughs> all planned out. Yeah, this all planned out. He's a genius. My favorite thing race. is like, I'm seeing all these people who are like, why are you worried about Scrini or Bastoni leaving? They're just going to return next year That's on loan for free. So make that money. We knew Lukaku was not going to work at Chelsea. I think that's one of the things that we mm. predicted pretty well because he fits so well under Conte's system where he was the center of the game. Every Everything went through him. 
Then you go to Chelsea, where there's different players, different system, different coaching. So for me, it's not a Premier League versus Serie A thing because we predicted this way before when he went there. We didn't think it was a good move for him. Now he's returning, different coach, still same idea. And I think Inzaghi will put Lukaku at the center. I think for Inter, it's a great move. You have this opportunity to bring back who was the MVP of, this of the Serie A, yeah. MVP of your team. You accept it on this loan deal. And Inter didn't win the Scudetto. They lost it by very few. Credit to Milan because they were they were there. But at times this season, I felt that Inter lacked a player who in a moment when the team is struggling can score a goal. Yeah. Who has that quality to just finish it off, get you out of a, a desperate moment. Because Inter as a team was amazing. They were all for one. But when you want to do Champions League, when you want to do Serie A, I feel like there's times that you need a guy mm. with the class of Lukaku. I, I take this nine times out of ten. I mean, it's 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 a match made in heaven. He loves the club. He yeah. We know that he was begging to go back to Inter. I love this move, and I am really impressed. I was nervous. I didn't think it could happen for financial reasons, but I'm impressed that they're able to pull this off. It's interesting because, you know, I think everyone loves Lukaku. Even though if you're not Inter fan, he just seems like a chill guy, you're humble, Unless you're Chelsea. player. Yeah, except Ooh, you're a Chelsea You just player. got screwed over by yeah, him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Marotta masterclass regardless. But it's going to be fun. Dybala, Hakan, Lautaro, Lukaku, and Zaghi's licking his fingers, his lips right now, getting ready uh, for this. But I do I have a mini hot take on this one. Uh-oh. I think Lukaku's going to come. He's going to do good. But he's not going to do as good that he did with Conte. Even though they played similar styles, mm. I think Inzaghi's more of a coach not to rely on a single player just for attack as Conte did. Just like you were saying, everything ran through him. I don't think everything's going to run through him. I think he's going to have his wingbacks more involved. I think he's going to have his midfielders more involved. And he's not going to just rely on Lukaku. He's going to have a good season, but he's not going to have an MVP season like okay. he did with Conte. I have a hot take. I'll add. I'll add. Damn, I see man, your hot, hot take, takes. and I add a hot take. Okay. I think they'll sell Lautaro. Whoa! I don't believe. I still. There's just. I, I could be wrong, and I know the newspapers are saying that I'm wrong. But for some reason, in my brain, I can't imagine them getting Lukaku, <laughs> DiBala, and keeping Lautaro. That's Fanta culture, right there. It's bro. either that, or they're gonna have no defenders because they're gonna have to sell Skriniar and Bastoni. Be playing with no. There's gonna be nobody behind them. <laughs> like, there's something's gotta give. I personally, I don't know how they're gonna pull it off. I would love. It would be crazy if they're able to. That trio on paper is is gorgeous. It's yeah. it's fantastic. Overpower. But let's see. They'll definitely have to make a sacrifice mm. somewhere. Whether it's Lautaro, which again is just speculation from me. Or Skriniar right now is one of the ones where PSG offered fifty million mm-hmm. plus a player. Inter told them give us eighty, and, and if no they get player, eighty million right? for him. They're selling Skriniar. You can't even fault them, though. 80 million, 80 million is, is a lot. lot. For center back? 80 million? I you mean, can, you can get another very good center back. I mean, they're almost a dime in a dozen. If you can get Bremer for exactly. 30 to 40 million and you sell Skriniar for yeah. 80, as much as I don't like it because I love Skriniar, it's good business. And he's got great heart. And he was, for me, the best defender in, in Serie A. One of the best one defenders of, one of, yeah, yeah. in Serie A last season. It's That's it's crazy. hard. It's a hard loss. They're gonna do a hundred. But if you have to look at Skriniar or Bastoni, I sell Skriniar before yeah. I sell Bastoni. Bastoni's the future. Bastoni is younger. Yeah. Bastoni, he's. I'm sorry, he's Italian. I I want to see an Italian player stay in Serie A. I mean, come on, we 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 have to build this league up at least with some players like that. So for me, I would love to see Bastoni, who's 
He's he's going to be the future of the national team. I need to be see him play in Italy week in and week out. That's just me personally. Mm-hmm. That's how I would like it. I think if you have to make the mark, you sell Skriniar over you sell Bastoni. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it's only one and not two. Yeah, Sounds. and I'm just saying it from now before the Mercato ends. Inter has a Scudetto wrapped up, dude. Well, we also thought that last year. We did also think that, but now I'm, I'm even more so sure. Can I get Hakimi back? <laughs> Can I do that too? Can I get Damn. Hakimi in the deal for a screen here? Dude, I wonder how many other players are going to go for too. That's Because, you know, it's still fairly early in the Mercato. They're mad. So it's gonna They're be big a- mad. They're upset oh, on the Scudetto loss. Yeah, yeah. They want, they're want. they tasting blood right now. They want, it's good. Yeah. It's good. It's it makes more it more interesting. Yeah. It makes it interesting. Let's talk about Juventus since yeah. we just spoke about Dybala. This Di-, Di Maria saga, which is the one that has drove me crazy. I mean, I can't stand Are you sick saying. of him yet or not yet? <laughs> You're you know so, so excited. You know I'm, mad? Like, uh, I'm excited because I said back in, you remember, like yeah. February, random. I literally just went on Transfer Market. I, I'm like Toronto FC's owner. You know, I went on Transfer Market and I looked at who's a free agent. And I saw Di Maria and I remember Juventus wanted to do for they were they needed a winger. And I was like, oh, this guy's the guy. He's the one to get. Juventus don't have a lot of money to spend on a winger. They need someone who's already well-developed. And I like Di Maria. Now they got this whole problem with the contract of he wants only one year. Juventus want two years. And the competition they'll, they'll of the other team. to take advantage of, you know, the, the, the tax breakdowns and all the stuff that I don't care about because I only care about the ball rolling. That's it. I think Di Maria is the guy for Juventus to sign. Allegri clearly wants him. And when you talk about the alternatives of Zaniolo and Berardi... For me, they're not at that same level as Di Maria. Yes, he's a short-term approach, but Juventus have clearly shifted what their goal is. They've moved the goalpost of, we want to win now. We don't want to win tomorrow. We need to win now. And to win now, a lot of, a lot of the times, not all, but for a coach like Allegri, I think he needs players like Di Maria in his, in his squad. I think in the end, Di Maria will join Juventus. Are you annoyed, though, that he's putting Juve on the back burner and waiting for another option like Barcelona to get their answer first? Isn't that Honestly, a bug you think, or no? I don't think it's that. I think that he just wants the one year because he wants to go back to Argentina afterwards. Mm. Like, that's his idea. And he'll go wherever is going to give him that, besides Benfica. So I you're lying to yourself. No, you asked my opinion. <laughs> No, but I gave my. Opinion. I mean, the interest. I mean, the reports have been saying that he he wants to hear about Barcelona first. Yeah, what report? I didn't. I saw that from like the Spanish reports. I didn't see that from you, you the reliable ones in you, Italy. You don't take any. You take no. with a grain of salt. Yeah, this is where you get okay. mad that he wants to. No, no, I'm just Barcelona. asking your opinion. Barcelona's a great team as well. I don't think that. It's, I really think that he just wants his one year of contract. Okay. And you got to play the field. You're negotiating these players. Who's That's offering true. me more money? What's what's a better environment for my family? He's a commodity for, right now. For the rest How of commodity? my life. So I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I'm not mad at that. And I think he's a good player. Pogba returning to Juventus. This one is all done. Yeah. Again, good. another one that seemed very, very obvious. He was another one I saw in February on the list. We knew it wasn't saying at Man United. I was pretty sure that he was going to go back to Juventus. It's around like eight million salary, something like that. Great move. I know some people are like 50-50. No, not 50-50, like 70-30, I would say, on which Pogba's going to come back. Is he motivated? He did so bad at Man United. He's not the only piece that Juventus needs. And I agree, he doesn't solve the midfield problems, but I think you're getting a hungry guy. I disagree with people who are judging what he did at Manchester United, mm-hmm. which if you look back at Manchester United, and I'll admit I'm not the person to say this. I'm not the the best source of watching Manchester United. Okay. But when I think back at who has been successful at Manchester United in recent years, maybe only Very Ronaldo few. is the one that comes to mind who Very really few. did well. 
So I don't fault Pogba in that sense. And sometimes environment matters, where you are, the players playing next to you. Because for me, Pogba is not a guy who fixes a midfield. He's not even a guy that you build a midfield around. He is a great player to provide in the attack. And to he needs other midfielders around him who do the dirty work, who could balance him out in ways, right? I, I think I've said this before. He's the cherry on top of the cake, mm. but he's not the cake. And Juventus need a player like that, though. <laughs> Juve need the cake, though. Juve need the cake. You're right. <laughs> You're just uh, chilling with the cherry over there. I it's agree. not going to feed, oh, we'll not gonna feed the, the cherry fans. first, and then okay. we'll talk about the cake. There we go. No, but for me, Pogba, he also provides the ability to go forward and to shoot. Mm. Nobody, Everyone on Juventus, the midfielders, are terrified to take a shot. We know all the, you know, the Pogba's vine goals that went viral for so long. He loves to do that. I think he's going back to an environment that he knows, to a coach that he knows, and a city that he loves. This has everything to be perfect, but Juventus also need to make other moves in the midfield to fit him. But what do you think? This is, obviously, this is great. First of all, Juve fans should be on their knees, you know, praying, because this is like a a messiah coming to to Torino. I I don't know about messiah. I mean, considering... We just said that he doesn't fix all of their problems. It doesn't fix all the problems, but considering the midfield, you guys were band-aiding the midfield the past, what, since Vidal, Pogba, Pirlo left, Marquisio left, you guys had no one. Let's be for real. So I think this is a A++ transfer for Juve, this world-class transfer. But I had a question for you on this. Let's just His say goes negative. No, not I know negative. This, I know. I know how you. It's said a question these, uh, mark. Yeah, little. Because uh, I'm not sure, and I want to pick your brain. And I want to pick your brain on this. <laughs> Let's just say when Pogba was, you know, the first time he was in Torino. Let's give that season. He had a very good season. Let's give that season that he had an A, mm-hmm. a grade. Mm-hmm. I know the Mercato didn't finish yet. He'll come back and have an A. Pr- Whoa. Yes. What's his grade going to be? He'll have an A. You think he'll have an A? Yes. I feel yes. like you're just too lovey-dovey in the news I'm, and all this stuff. But no? I'm really not. I always say it straight up. I always, I, I said I've been honest when I don't think things are going to work out. But mm. I think Pogba, he's, I, I hate, I can't stand the sentiment. I hear from Ryan every day about how <laughs> bad he was at Manchester United. Yeah, you can't and I keep like reminding that. myself. I remember watching him in the beginning when he first joined because I was always a fan of Pogba. And they were playing him in a 4-2-3-1 as one of the, the two center defensive yeah, midfielders. That's not where he played. And I know his position ended up changing, but it's about feeling good in a place. It's about playing in the right position. It's about having the right guys around you. I think Pogba's going to work out. That's my personal sentiment. That's even, even without knowing any other midfielders that they're going to have? Who's calling you? It's actually Antonio. Oh, gosh. <laughs> He's going to be mad that we did a podcast without him. He is. We'll, uh, we'll text him after. Yeah. Play some uh, football. But uh, in terms of even without knowing they will add they will add someone good, else. But good enough midfield is not like free transfers. I really like think that they're missing like one guys. more. I think they're missing one more midfielder because it is wild to me when I hear people say that it'll be Pogba, McKenny, Zakaria in a midfield or or even Artur. That is not a good enough midfielder. Mm. There's or sorry, there's also Locatelli, right? They'll say like Pogba, Locatelli, Zakaria. For me. I don't know if that works. I don't think that it works. So if Locatelli why. plays as a regista, which again for me, Locatelli is is better as an attack as a center attacking mid- as a Metzala. Sorry, Metzala box to box, where he could go up. That's how he, he was. Provides assists. He he scores goals. That's where he's better. Yeah, and yeah. you need a real regista. Now, if you get Pogba, a regista, and Locatelli, 
that's a midfield that I think he'll thrive in because Locatelli also will do dirty work. Zakaria, for me, the guy's gotten injured how many times since joining? He's not somebody that I could rely upon. And that's the only problem. That's the one thing for me. Hmm. I mean, I obviously want Pogba to be good. I think next season can have a lot of competition. Milan, Inter, Juventus are really putting in work. Napoli surprisingly oh, hasn't we got to talk about this hasn't been doing very good and I'm and I'm a little disappointed just because they had a very solid season considering Spalletti came you know the first season in and he's done some great work but you know the end of the season didn't come out as at least what I expected I thought they were going to end the season a little bit stronger but there's so many rumors on Mertens going, Koulibaly going, De La Rente's not wanting to pay these players. We, we all know their captain, Insigne, is off to and Toronto. And you forgot the big one, Fabio Ruiz. And Ruiz, Fabio Ruiz is yeah, one of the best center right. midfielders and in Italy. That slip my and mind. I don't, I, I really am annoyed by this because Napoli's a team that I, I love watching. They play the right style. They have good energy around them. They they're always a team that, that grabs your, you know, tugs the strings yeah. of your heart. And when I see that they get into top four, which was the goal, they achieved the goal, Spalletti achieved the goal, and there's these rumors that they've offered Koulibaly and Fabio Ruiz half of their salary to extend. At the same time, Mertens has said that nobody's come calling him to stay at the club, and they're losing Insigne. They're losing, They sorry, they're not losing. They could potentially lose four pillars of their team, four starters, four leaders on the pitch. For me, that is not good enough for a team that needs to improve. Yeah. Now, what happens in the end with those three players, we don't know. But at the moment, they need to be adding more quality and keeping those those key players, not losing them. So for me, I'm, I'm sort of mixed emotions with this one because when I look at the competition, when I look at Roma, who Roma are adding the right pieces, yeah, that's a team that's got daggers between their teeth that is waiting to try to enter top four they're, they're making the right signings. They got Matic, who character-wise is exactly what Mourinho wanted. The leader. He understands and he knows how to manage the games, which if you watch back at Mourinho's press conferences, the biggest thing he said that Roma were lacking were managing matches. Think back to throwing away the game against Juventus and so many yeah. of those moments where it wasn't just the quality, it was the mind. That's what Matic will help with. They're closing a deal for Fratesi who's a young, talented player. He's already from Roma. They know him well. He will be so good in the midfield for them. They're getting him on a good steal because it's like $15 million, but they own 30% of his, his future, future rights, so they're getting a good yeah. deal on this one. And they're they're talking about that right back. Uh, I don't know if it's Sekir or Chekir. I think it's C- Chekir, the Turkish guy, K-I-R. right? K-I-R. Yeah. He's more defensive, which will allow Spinazzola on the left side to push up more. They are making the right moves, and there's some mumblings of another attacking player that they could add. Like, when I look at Roma, the momentum that they have from their Conference League win, Mourinho staying at the club, Mourinho wanting to push, being a born winner of, yes, they did really good this year, but Mourinho doesn't join a club to win Conference League and to get into top six. He goes there to get you into Champions League and then eventually build. So next year... Right now, at the current moment, things could change, but I think Napoli are really risking their Champions League spot if they go down a bad path this this Mercato. No, Marco, I agree with you for most of those points there because 
it sucks to see Napoli because they were fighting for the Scudetto for how many years with Juventus toe and toe, and now you know they got Spalletti building something. But now their Mercato does not look good. You know, it's there's still a lot of time left, but as it's going now, you know, we're basing it obviously from what it is now because we're just analyzing them. It's not looking good considering the other stuff, and I don't know. I don't know if they can. I, I want to wait till the Mercato finishes. Because right now, the way it's going, they're looking like they're going to be fighting for a top four finish rather than fighting for the Scudetto, which is really concerning to to the Napoli fans. And Mourinho, on the other hand, that's they're a team that a lot of people should be following their model. Just being amazing in terms of... I, I always supported Mourinho. His first season, done very good. And he's bringing in these players. I think the Friedkin group really loves what he's doing. And it's just fun to watch this unravel and having Mourinho, a great character like him back in Serie A is, is incredible for us. But I'm going I'm, I'm gonna go back with the Napoli thing. If they don't if they don't get start having some progress soon, I think it's gonna be a real danger if they're gonna be a top four side for next season. The Friedkins are amazing. I love them. Like I love the ownership. I really do. Because they're silent. Like they don't, they don't. Say they don't anything. get involved. They, 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 yeah. they sit back. They do their job. They're, but they're trusting in the process. Yeah. They look like they're investing money. They look they very are. serious. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy their approach in Italy because it's very different than when some foreign ownerships come in. And I think that they're going to be very successful. I have a hot take for you. Let's hear this. Full of hot since, takes. Since today. we're doing hot takes today, Roma should sell Zaniolo. I mean, that's what the reports are saying. If they could get sixty million for him. 60 million, I can imagine how they'll be able to add to their team. I know Roman fans will hate me saying to sell Zaniolo, but if you get 60 million for him, I think you could replace him. I think even like a guy like Berardi will be a great player fitting in Roma's system. I don't think that's, I don't think Roma fans will hate you on that one, to no, be honest, they, because Zaniolo is big for them. But Zaniolo's, you remind me a little bit on Dybala. When he's on, he's on, but when he's not, which is... Daniel's also 22 years he's old. He's also 22, but he's also injury-prone. He's also inconsistent. Uh, I, I love Zaniolo. I'm not I'm not with Michael on ta- this one. I'm saying I listen, love Zaniolo, but I would sacrifice I have, him for 60 million. I don't have anything against Zaniolo. I just don't think... If they if they get that offer, I'd, I'd sell him in a heartbeat, to be honest with you. Just, just because I feel like he's inconsistent, man. He's inconsistent. He's injury prone. You can't. I. You can't rely on players like that. It just. You can't build a project. You can't have a bandiera. Because he's not you, the bandiera. You never. Pellegrini is. But I'm saying. I'm saying because Zaniolo is more of a younger character. I mean, like the future, the face. You know what I'm saying? Saying. I. I don't think you can have someone like that if he can't guarantee you certain amount of times. That's why I feel like he falls under the same uh, page of DiBala for me okay. personally. I disagree with you on that. Okay. I really disagree with you on okay, that. That's fine. But I still would sacrifice Zaniolo just because I think with that those funds, Roma might just be able to improve the rest of their Overall, squad. Because right? let's not forget. Okay, crazy scenario right now. Crazy scenario. If you told me you could sacrifice Zaniolo for $60 million and you could get Bremer and Berardi 100%. into their team, 100%. I would take it. 100%. They need that guy in defense, and then they could get a guy who will put up big numbers in attack. That's a no-brainer, though. For, I don't Come think, on, that's I a, think a lot of Roma fans would, are not happy. They love Zaniolo. Like, he's big for them. He's Guys, a big important. Let player. us know in the comments okay. if you no, maybe no, maybe you're right. For me, I think that's a no-brainer because you have two players that give you consistent numbers. Berardi, who even had a double Romero, double. 
even Romero would be a good signing for them in defense. That, but that's what I'm saying. Bremer, great. I mean, he won the MVP. He's more like Berardi, over 10 goals, over 10 assists this season. No other player's done that. And I think it's be more consistent and put Roma in a more direct... Roma's, Roma's hot. More in a, Roma's in a hot better right streak. But Roma's they, on the rise. A, they're exciting. They're an exciting team to watch. Really? I said this in the beginning of the season, but now it's even more yeah, exciting. I'm with so, them. I'm with them. I like yeah, the yeah. transfer strategy. For sure. Let's talk about Milan. Who Milan, obviously, they're passing through this ownership phase. They mm. they got um they got Redbird, who have taken um the time to come in and to change things up. How do the Italians say it? Red bird. There we go. Did they say it like that? <laughs> yeah, they do. Just took a guess. It's pretty funny. Yeah, where'd you hear it? <laughs> we heard it go. I think there was a video going around oh, yeah. them pronouncing no, it. I didn't yeah. see it. It was funny. It was I funny. giggled. I chuckled. <laughs> <laughs> I I you know I'm honestly Milan is the root of where I start to hate these transfer rumors because if I see Renato Sanchez oh, one more time, that guy's crazy. That he's joining. That's crazy. My mind will explode. Like my mom will actually explode. Hope he changes sports just so they, uh, his name goes out of the. I mean, every day it's the same <sighs> thing. It's crazy. With this one. It's crazy. Uh, it's driving me crazy. So we don't know who exactly that they'll sign for for Milan. We know we hear they 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 got Florenzi. Origi's get, coming. Origi is coming. Yeah. We know we knew we knew Origi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florenzi, I just said, Junior Messias, they're working on on signing him permanently. Surprise there. Kessie, he didn't join Barcelona no, yet, No, right? yeah, I think there's a little stall between yeah, them. I don't know what's going on. Uh, to be honest, I don't know. There's been a lot of, there's been a delay in stall. I haven't mm. seen any news on that. Yeah, he, was right. suppo- he was supposed to be official just sign, go to one. Spain, but I'm, I'm assuming that's going to be after the vacation and he's going to come a couple of weeks before is Weird. what I'm assuming. Strange. Either way. Yeah. For for Milan, I still think that they need to go for a center forward for a striker. Yeah, yeah. Another I, one, yeah. Okay. Like like just get like a. I would like a younger player for them, like a younger player that who can be like a future because Giroud and Ibra are amazing. Origi is amazing. They have a though. They're right? not. They're not exactly the future. I I guess, but I have a name. I have Skamaka in my head mm. for who I would love them to sign. Okay. Other name that I think could be really good for them. They still need in that attack. They have these three players, right? They oh, got right. Le- yeah, right side, right? Yeah, yeah. They got Leao on the left. Their attacking midfielder, which is not Bra- great, Brahim. with Brahim and Krunic. Oh. And then on the right side, you know, Salamakers, uh, Messias, Messias. Thank Castillejo. you, Castillejo. But he's not. I'm, he's I know, not, I'm just saying really their position. There. They still need for me one to two players in that position. Yeah. And again, I know I just shipped Berardi to Roma. But he would be a really interesting player for Milan to sign. And I think that yeah. they should go in for him. The guy puts up, I think in Serie A, he puts up assists. He puts up goals. It seems like he finally wants to take that step. I know I criticized him a lot when he was younger. And he rejected the moves to the bigger teams. I still have a little bit of doubt because I have etched into my brain. And this will be a nightmare that I take with me. For I'm going to be that 85-year-old nonno. That constantly tells my grandkids, I can't get out of my head when Berardi missed that open shot that I had to watch live a couple feet in front of me that he couldn't score an open goal. That's when they give you the medication. And I judge him. I, yes, maybe. <laughs> I judge him a lot for that. I'm not going to lie. Just character-wise, I'm like, how do you not, yeah. how do you not score not that goal? Not just on him, bro. Come on. It's not just on him, but how do you not score that? <laughs> bro, you can say that. Oh, Mike, I'm up at night sometimes whatever. on that shot. That medication's got to call me, so. <laughs> yeah, maybe give it to me now instead of 85. But how much is he worth for his 30, age? 30, 35 million? You don't think that's a little too high? 
Dude, he's nah, pushing 30. Nah. Pushing P. No, he's not. Isn't he? He's, he's like, like 26 or 27. No, he's not. I'm pretty sure he's at 95. I think like he's like us. a 28, 29. Let me I'm check. I'm pretty sure he's at 95. I think you're wrong. All right, check. Either way, there's a couple of guys at Sassuolo that they could grab from Sassuolo. Oh, shit, he's 27. Is he a 95? No, 94. Okay, so he's yeah. a year older. He's, okay. I mean, well, he's turning 28. All right. Everyone's yeah. turning the, their next age. Very uh, good. Two Mike. months. In less than two months, he's turning it. 28 is very good age. Wait, Signing wait. him at 27 yeah. to 28. Yeah. But 28. 30 to 35 million for a guy who's putting up double digits in goals and assists is a very fair price. The price is not the problem. Okay. Other guys that they could go for if they didn't want him, Traore is a nice player. He's I on think the left, that, though. I, yeah, but uh, we'll but he's not. He's not. Uh, he only had one good season so far. He's not ready. How Sometimes do you say? I. But he's okay. Right. But I'm making the prediction that I think he's really good. Yeah, he's no, a really he's good player. A lot of potential. Very, very fun player but to I think, watch. I think he's FIFA got player. it. I think he's got it. That's a big. I that's a there. big one. I see it more than I see for Raspadori. I've not been impressed with Raspadori. Even the oh national boy, team. Oh, let's hear it. No, I I've, you, I've I knew always that been was that. Coming. Because everyone is obsessed with this Raspadori. Took longer than I thought. Only 40 minutes on you. I thought you were going to say in the first 15 minutes. But why everyone is obsessed with him? That's a like, swallow. He's so die good. Hard. They they play differently. Oh Just like Locatelli, he doesn't look good at Juve. At Sassuolo, he had a good system that worked with him. And okay, he played so I'll great. say expectations... The expectations and everyone talking about Raspadori mm. and just putting this damn label of Sergio Aguero. Yeah, okay. That I have That's to too keep much, obviously. It's yeah. so annoying okay, to me. I get like, that. Is he a young Italian player that has potential? Yes. Is he ready no, for no. this top? Is he ready for Champions League? No. For me, he's not ready yeah. for that. I mean, that's He has obvious. so much to learn. Even the miss that he had in the Italy match. Like, he but he needs to stay at Sassuolo and for develop. next season. He, yeah. Again, I could be wrong. Maybe he makes maybe he makes that jump and he does amazing, right? I don't see it. Personally, so I you, don't see so it. So you see in Traore already than Raspadori? You know what? There's something about this Traore. Okay. The way that he he's, beats his he's man. Fun, he's, he's fun to watch. I love a player that goes yes. direct to goal. That There's something about his, yeah. his game. Even Berardi. I'm more convinced on Berardi than I am on Raspadori. Well, he has time on his side. So When you give me that 30 to 35 million, I would rather spend it on Berardi than it would Raspadori. If I have to choose Ooh, one. Oh, that was a, like a six-year difference you got on him too? Maybe I'll be wrong, but... That's a tough one. That's how I see it. Skamaka. Let's talk about Skamaka since we're going through the, the, the run of... Uh, what do you got to say about him now? <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> what do you got to say about him? He's another one. He's another one that I think everyone's too crazy on. I think Dionisi is just so good of a coach that no one else could push their buttons like he does. When I see 50 million for Skamaka is wild. It's a lot, right? Okay, if it's for PSG who are trying to get him, you there's Make a PSG tax. <laughs> I, I get that. <laughs> what in the world is PSG thinking to buy Skamaka yeah, for 50 million? That's very strange. I don't understand. He's another one for me. Can he can he make the jump in Serie A for for a team like Milan? I like it. For, for certain things, like I think he can be that, but at the right price. Sassuolo just like automatically put 40 million, 45 million. It's like they don't even think. It's like, yeah, 45 million, period. Like, no, there's that's for me, the prices are way too high that Sassuolo try to give. Maybe Dude. I'm just mad. Maybe I mean, mad. am I wrong? Or you, you like Skamaka? I mean, You're I like Sassuolo in guy. general. Sassuolo. Sell ballers. They got a great. They they got a great eye over there. They pick some fun, exciting players, and it just like 
You see those Serie A highlights that CBS posted, like, oh, who is this guy? He plays in Sassuolo. Look at that, what he did. He just beat his man. He scored that, this one, two. But it, are I they just, worth 45 million? Forget about the, the tax I of, like, mean, every bro, other player. Nowadays, who's worth what? I can give why, you that's why none of our guys can stay in Italy. None of our guys can stay in Italy because teams like Sassuolo, they want to value their players, like, I mean, so much higher than they Was Pelegri worth 40 million that Monaco paid for him? Probably not. No. But then he also got injured. So, so that, there's a lot of, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of things that you could talk about. I mean, for the way he's playing at Sassuolo... You think he's worth $45 million for the way he's playing at Sassuolo? And for the Italian national team? What did he score, 17 goals this season? I don't remember. Check. I'll, I'll, I'll double high. check on that, but dude... I don't dude, think it was that high. You don't think it was that high? No, I don't think it was that high. I'll, I'll check on that, but I, I just... The way Sassuolo play, if you don't play that kind of football, they're probably not worth that much. If you put... Locatelli, Juventus, that don't play like how Sassuolo right, are doing. Focus, They're focus not on worth finding that these much. stats, Mike. But, uh, I'm, I'm going to look. I'm going to go through our Instagram. I'm going to see what else. Okay. What are the rumors we got? Morata back to Atletico. Uh, thank God. Thank God. This one, I don't think, I don't know what. Juventus were trying very hard to keep Morata. For me, Morata's not the guy to build on. You think his time with Juventus should be done. They need to move on to get different players. Atletico wanted a lot of money as well to keep him. For me, Morata, <clears throat> excuse me, Morata, it's time to move on. It's time to move on. <laughs> You're struggling to find the numbers, huh? Uh, it's 16 goals. 16. Okay, you weren't. You weren't. I mean, that's not bad. It's pretty good. No? Let's talk about Chiellini, LAFC, baby. Official. My man looked like a UPS driver when they announced him, though. That was so strange. What I was that about? That was... No, he looked. Awful. He looked like he was uh, letting in the players from outside. Like he was I a love security Georgia, guard. But my gosh, that, that did hard. not do him any favors. Dude, I'm not even joking. I would have left the team after if they tried to put me in that. I'm not even joking. I don't <laughs> care. Even question. I don't care if guy. I sign the contract and or I anything. Love That's him. ridiculous. I'm excited to see him. Obviously, we're extremely biased just because we live in America. We're gonna end up going to be able to watch Man. LFC play. And uh, it gives us more opportunity to be closer to him and closer to Insignia. So we have a horse in this race. I still, I know people are doubting whether he could do well in in, um, in MLS. And Mike Grello, who's on a panel with me, uh, he says that, oh, he's going to struggle with uh, with the heat of uh, MLS. And respect <laughs> to Mike Grello because he played in MLS. He's, he's, he's felt it. He's been there, especially with the turf. Yes. But I think, I just think that the guy that Killini is, I don't think he's the type that comes here just to chill. Like yeah. he's not one of those that's coming to MLS. In my opinion, he's not no. just coming here mm. to be on vacation and to hang out. I always think that Kilini's just the type that no matter when he's, I feel like yeah. you put him on the street and he's playing a game with his friends. He's an animal. Like he gives his all, and I think he'll be. I think that he'll bring a lot of excitement to MLS and to. I like seeing that they're investing in a, a defender because oftentimes it's usually. The attackers exactly. that get all the limelight. It's fun that they're getting Chiellini, and I'm excited. But maybe I'm selling this to myself. I as agree well. on you on that part. I feel like Chiellini has an on and off switch. Off switch as soon as he leaves the field. On <laughs> switch, whether he's playing a friendly, whatever it is, he's gonna he's gonna you know spit blood. He's gonna fight till the end, and that's why I feel like so many people like Chiellini just because he's that kind of player that that gives a hundred percent. And I think he's gonna do. Mm. Phenomenal in MLS. I think he's gonna do really good. The only thing that's gonna stop him is the speedy strikers. But other than that, dude, if you're right toe to toe with him, you're not getting past him. He, I mean, he's getting older. We, we know he's not, he's not as quick as he once Let's was. Let's talk about one of the most exciting pieces of news that I have just been over the moon about. And now we got confirmation. It is not official, but it is official. Trust us. This, <laughs> various sources in Italy are already saying that Palermo 
who just qualified. They they won their city of G city of G city of Chi playoff. Didn't hear that one before. Padova. <laughs> uh, their city of G playoff again. I almost said G again. Against Padova, they're in City of B, which City of B looks amazing next season. And they are getting bought out by the City Football Group. Palermo is on its way back. There's probably no team in the world that deserves it more than Palermo to come back. The amount of history, the amount of quality bowlers that this team has provided to Europe and to football in general, their eye for talent, so much is beautiful about, about Palermo. It's the fifth largest market in Italy. And I will say, just from our experience, there are a few teams that outperform Palermo content with IFTV. Yeah, it's true. That is just to say that people care about this team and there are people from Palermo all around the world who love this club. And a team like that, Sicilian, a Sicilian team needs to be represented in Serie A one day. And for the City Football Group to back them and hopefully come in and invest money... But even more than that, I know Peter said this, like getting players on loan from Magic Man City or their their youth system, their scouting system. I'm so excited. I would love for them to become a team that could dominate one day. Obviously, we have to see what their strategy is and what the plan, but it feels nice to have an organization that has so much money to be backing them. And I will say this, they are making a great they, they could move, not yeah. choose a more passionate fan base than Palermo. Dude, all I'm saying is I'm going to be the first one to buy um, a Palermo Holland jersey when he ends up I going imagine. there. Because I think I think once they go to Serie A, bro, these guys are going to dominate. They're going to win 10 Scudetti. They're going to break Juve's record, and they're going to go insane. You're the type of people that I hate. You're the <laughs> one who, who ends up making me hate Palermo. <laughs> no, to be to be fair, though, Palermo fans are crazy. I mean, we're posting stuff about them in Serie C, and, you know, we get so many comments, like you were saying. You know, there's a lot of Sicilians that follow them. So it is exciting to hop on that wave. A lot of OGs came from there. A lot mm-hmm. of great jewels came mm-hmm. from there for culture. Pastore, Cavani, Barzagli. Oh, forget it. We can Oof. we can keep going. Sirigu. Crazy. Sirigu, <laughs> really good put Sirigu in there. He's a solid Kier keeper. was there. Kier, that's Kier. right. He was yeah. a beast at Palermo. But regardless, this is an an exciting animal. project. Oh, oh, yeah, Miguel. Wow, Bicoli. that was good. Great player. You said Dybala, you said Dybala too, right? Yeah. Vasquez Cavani, Dybala's did we say was Cavani? Good. I think so. Cavani's sick. But all I'm saying, like you were saying, Serie B, uh, next season's be great. I just want to say a few names. We got Bari, Cagliari, Genoa, Ascoli, Palermo, Parma, and Venezia. Who's going to go up next season? We're, we're definitely going to make a post towards closer to the end of the season or mid-season for Serie B. And who's going to go up? Because it's going to be a real dogfight. And there's going to be a lot more views in Serie B for sure. This is going to be an exciting, exciting season. You mentioned uh, Ascoli, who obviously is a team that we work with as well. Yeah. Uh, they, they did amazing last season because they were predicted to be fighting for relegation. They ended up making it to the first round of playoffs which was already overachieving. Their coach, Sotil, who was already a hidden gem, he's moving to Udinese, which I'm so excited to see because Ascoli obviously did a lot for him. And that's why it's fun to stay updated. And it's one of the reasons why we also post about Ascoli. It's because you find out first about these coaches. Like we were talking about Sotil and his records with Ascoli for a while now. And now you'll see him in Serie A. They're also getting Buki, right, as their new coach, That's who right. could be that next coach that we're talking about, hopefully with Ascoli, to get into Serie A. So, you know, hidden gem of making the right choices, making the right decisions. Serie B is very, very difficult. 
it's always difficult. And I know we put all of these team logos, but I would not be surprised if there's other ones that pop up out of nowhere Absolutely. and become amazing because that's a weird thing about City B. You could do amazing. You could have the right players. You could have the right history of your team. And then you finish towards the bottom of the table and a random other squad will, will come up and be able to do well. No, I, I definitely agree. I mean, Crotone, uh, last season they were in Serie A. Now, I think I believe they got relegated to Serie A. You fall down like so a black hole. It, it's insane, the competition. But I think it's going to be great. I think Ascoli is going to have a, another good season too. They, With the first ownership with the North 6 agency, the first year they did this North good. Six they, group. North 6 group. They did so good in... In just one year of ownership, which is great. Now they're gonna have this a second year. It's gonna be fun to follow their journey, and just regardless, I think Serie A, Serie B this season, guys. We're I think we're so getting so spoiled with cultural all around, with the mercato, with the with the players coming in. It, it, it is fun. It is fun, and the mercato didn't finish. I think we're gonna see a few more huge bombs come before the the season starts, and of La- course, last the one that we I want to talk about that we didn't yeah. we didn't talk about, and then we'll, we'll conclude the episode. Uh, Monza, Monza's starting to make moves. They're yeah. hoping to close a deal for Nandez and Joao Pedro tomorrow with Cagliari. I would love they could somehow bring Balotelli back and put him into Serie A because Monza's just going to be that low-key team that's going to be so annoying to go against. <laughs> Their ownership of Berlusconi and, and Galliani, they don't play to take part. Like They played to try to win and to build this team up. They bought them for very cheap. They ran through the ranks. And they want to build a winning squad. I think that they'll be that like really fun squad that's gonna have like I don't know, they're just gonna be they're gonna be a lot of fun coming from Monza this year, I feel like. And if they could get I think they were talking about El Shadawi as oh, well. Be crazy. It would just be it would be awesome. It would be great. The Berlusconi era is gonna come back again this time in a different team. I hope. I don't know. I don't know in what it is, different... but I love I love Galliani. He's just such an icon and to see them do it in a different way, to do it from the ownership perspective yeah. now and to bring them back to Serie A. I think it's an exciting story and it's an exciting backdrop to just build into this season. Anyway, what we started the episode off with we hate transfers and then we spent an hour talking yeah. about transfers. Yeah, well, what, we talked about the good ones though, right? It's like I always it's like the that little addiction that you have. Like I'm like I know I shouldn't refresh to find out the news, but mm. I can't help it. It's a vicious black circle that doesn't end, right? It is. <laughs> How do we fix this? Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh make sure you download and subscribe to Paramount Plus, who is our premium sponsor. Drop your thoughts in the comment section below. And as always, we'll talk to you soon. Ciao, ragazzi. Ciao, guys. Whoop. My ears are sweating. Yeah, mine is too. Is that normal? No, mine too. Yeah, it's really warm. Awesome.